Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And we're back together. Thank you for filling in last time. I mean, filling in. You're you're like the one-man show last time. Well, I thank actually you. got to say some things about you that I've been wanting oh, to say, but I didn't maybe, want you to hear from it. Maybe I shouldn't have thanked you too <laughs> Maybe I did that too soon. No, I haven't I heard just, this one yet. So No, no. I just said uh, I, how, how thankful I am for you. So no, no, okay, anyway, thanks. it was good. Well, so I had, I don't know if you had, you always have exciting weekends. This last weekend, my sister and I and my, my wife took my mom mm-hmm. to the Ark Encounter in oh. Kentucky. Been there? Have you been there? No, I want to go so it's bad. It's worth. It's worth it. I'll just tell you. I there's two major things. Ken Ham is yeah. the major guy. Uh, I've read a lot of his books in seminary. The creation, you know, uh, answers from Genesis is kind of his his right, big deal, right? right. AIG. And uh, so he, they, there's that answers in Genesis. Answers in Genesis. Easy for you to say. Um, it, that's a whole almost a theme park. I mean, there's so many things you just walk through and you experience. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. then. I think they went down the highway about 40 miles and they built this ark, a full size replica of the, what's described in the Bible. And I will just tell you, you walk into that thing and you, it's, it's kind of Jurassic park, like in the sense that you drive, you get on these buses, you pay your ticket and you get on this bus and then you come around this corner and voila, there it is. And it's just right. It fills the whole front of the bus. And I'm not kidding you. It's just, it's just amazing. Well, and then when you get beside it and look up the mass of this thing, mm-hmm. they said that four uh, 747s, I'm sure not wingspan, but the fuselage, if you put two side-by-side, side, maybe, yeah, two side-by-side, because side, top, top to bottom is probably about the height. So two side-by-side side in front and in back of each other. Does that make oh sense? Oh, my goodness. I mean, Wait, it's so massive. it's two 747s four, long? Yes, and then two wide. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's what they were saying. That would fit in the ark. And that's huge. Oh, it's it is it's huge. There's three floors. A seven forty seven looks like a flying building it's, when you're up close. Seriously. So when you think about it, that's a massive. It building. just it dwarfs those things when you sit it. Be, you know, have those goodness. little pictures beside it and whatnot. But it was a great, great trip. Um, and the thing that got me, you know, God gave him instructions. And this is this could be a whole other podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. we're we're not going to go there today, but. God gave him instructions, length, width, height. Right. And he basically said, care for the animals. And so, but he didn't give him any instructions. And so when you walk into the ark, what you get to see is all the different ways that they dealt with the oxygen or the fresh air, how they dealt with water, how they dealt mm-hmm. with sanitation, how they dealt with the feeding, everything that goes with animals. Yeah. It's basically, how do you have a, a fair floating around, you know, and you're going to take care that's of all right. these animals, yeah, right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, so they had a lot of things to figure out. Right. My point of that whole thing, just the observation, two, two observations, and then uh, we can go to the next step. But one observation is, is that uh, Noah's faith was on display for 75 years, and it was a big display. Yeah. And everybody said, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for us, you know, that are trying to, you know, push back and say that God is real and God matters and God loves his kids and God cares about curriculum, God, all these things. I mean, to sometimes, I don't know how you feel, but sometimes it's like, wow, you just, 
you just feel like you're out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Noah was out there. Mm-hmm. Faith on display. And everybody said, man, you are an absolute idiot. How long did it take him to build that? 70, 75 years. So you have all this vitriol. Yes. People essentially making the day of it to go out and, hey, yes, as a family, what if we just go make fun of Noah today? Yeah. You know? It's exactly. And the whole time, I, I this is what fascinates me about a Christian at work, is that rather than getting down and yelling at everybody for yelling at him, he just does his thing. Keeps doing his thing. Yeah. And 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 then the other thing that's observation. Well, I want to come back to that vitriol yeah. because that's a big topic in our mm-hmm. day. But the other thing that I observed is it. You know, God basically said, "All right, you figure this stuff out." And the way that they figured out how to get air circulation, how to get water circulation using bamboo, it's is amazing, yeah. Nathan. I'm not kidding you. It's a now, is this exactly how it happened? We don't know. But they went back and tried to reconstruct with the period tools they had at their right. uh, available to them. And they put this together. And the amount of things, the cages, the different way that all these things were uh, fed and watered, and it was it's brilliant. And you yeah. go, oh, my gosh, I never thought about that. It's yeah. just all the way through. And- I saw a video of this. Um, we I have a friend uh, that went and visited and came back with a video, and I thought, I want to see this place. But the amount of research, the scientists that yeah. they had, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm not covetous, but I am a little envious, and I'm trying not to be. But yeah. I don't want to go. That oh, sounds man. wonderful. It, it's worth it. It's a. It, it, I would, I would say it's it's worth it. It has so many so many powerful things. But here's the takeaway for me. Not only was Noah's faith on display that really inspired me, and that he didn't push back with the vitriol he received, mm-hmm. but also, um, God didn't give him all the details. You, you, I've read the scripture, and it's like. He said length, height, width, gopher wood, pitch, inside and out. You know, some basics. Yeah. But all the detail, all the intricacies, he had to figure that out. Yeah. And I think about in our own lives, you know, God basically oh, gives good. us the, the big the big things, right? He takes right. care of sin. He's take care of death. He's, you know, the cross took care of those things. He's our eternal security, all those things. Mm-hmm. He takes care of the big things, but he didn't tell us, you know, we always want to have him. Hey, Lord, how about this detail? He doesn't give us all the details. That's right. And sometimes we have to figure that out. And right. so what does it look like? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about, we started, we <laughs> you said we're going to talk about curriculum. We haven't got right. there yet. <laughs> but um, curriculum in our schools, how how do we push back? What does this look like? He hasn't given us all the details. Right. And I think that's why we get together. We have to plan. We have to say, what at our disposal, what are the tools that we have? Mm-hmm. And uh, do the very best we can. And and I think the vitriol that they got from the people, uh, we got to make sure that we aren't doing that as Christians. I mean, that's, that's a, right. That's um, right. Just as a transition, let's just to jump off to uh, you know uh, the uh, superintendent of schools, uh, the brand new superintendent of schools that uh-huh. invited a bunch of pastors together, and we got to just hear her vision, her heart, and everything. It was really good. She did a great job. Answered. Mm-hmm. Nothing really specific, but you know, the, it was good. That's I don't good. have any any complaint about any of it. Um, and I thought she was courageous to come and just to make herself, you know, available to to be heard and whatnot mm-hmm. to the faith community. And I really appreciated that and got to tell her that and all that. But she was talking about the vitriol yeah. that um, people, and that doesn't help our cause. Not at all. 
And do you you see that a little bit more than I do? I think. Oh, quite and so a bit. Tell tell me about well. In, in how would certain... you coach us up here a little <laughs> bit? <laughs> well, part of it, um, the the meeting that you had with Miss Crespo, I couldn't make it. I was um, up in Casper that day at a joint com- uh, uh, education committee meeting. Okay. But I did speak at length with uh, the gentleman that was asking questions. Okay. And we actually talked about those questions together uh, a couple of times before that meeting. And I, one of the things I want uh, people to understand uh, is that a Christian, our first motivation is love. And it's also a search for truth and a, a desire to see um, the best yeah. in the world. We actually desire human flourishing. And that is a phrase that... that, that uh, that, those particular words, human flourishing, goes way back in church history. And that's what we're desiring. And so whenever we're speaking to someone who is an authority, we're actually trying to present them something constructive. Right. And that is a whole different idea than what some people seem to do. And that is almost have a spirit of anarchy, uh, yeah. a spirit of destruction, a spirit that is anger, full of anger. And it's damaging, in reality, to the Christian witness. Right. Now, does that mean that a Christian never gets angry? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just mean, means that we look at something that is wrong, we want to correct it, and so we want to speak the truth in that circumstance, but we do it always in love. There's a so, difference. And using powerful metaphors, powerful... I mean, we can be passionate. Right. And But I sometimes I think, you know, the vitriol, of course... The vitriol we're talking about, there's people that were giving death threats, according to her. And, you know, it's like, that is completely out of Mm -hmm. bounds. I mean, you know, she was saying, I just didn't think that she would face that, you know, coming to Cheyenne. And it's like, wow, that I am so sorry. And I'm so, I'm sorry, sorry for anybody. I don't care if a school board or whoever, that is not, that's not how the game's played. Um, We, by the way, it must be said that that's not always uh, people that would be, uh, on one side of the aisle, it it a lot of times comes from the radicals on either side. Either side, for sure, yeah. And that's and I and I think that's uh, probably more prevalent than we realize. Yeah. Um, and kind of maybe behind the scenes, or mm-hmm. but it's like okay, well that's that's not how I know that people of God are not supposed to be take that tack. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a frustration in you know, can we be heard or just like there were some questions. And I, now that you told me that you were a part of those questions, I recognize your fingerprints on some of them mm-hmm. because there was, there was some that had embedded a, a whole bunch of things. One was equality. One was, do you remember that question? There's a bunch of different things. That yeah, we mentioned. actually. And we had, we had uh, put several things together to give it was her a weighted, to it was a weighty yeah. question, but, but it was <clears> one where we were trying to let her know we're not, we're not trying to do anything that's gotcha. We're not going to do that, right. but okay. we are. We're also not just going to have questions that allow a person to ramble meaninglessly yeah. uh, at, uh, for a long time. And so we did uh, try to look at those in a very thoughtful way. But what what is missing in that? And she answered those well. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't answer the the heart of the issue, and from my perspective, because it's like, well, okay, what about some of the curriculum that leads to more of a Marxist type of uh, suggestion or direction rather than an individual that we're all, you know, we're all equal, you know, equal in, uh, not equal in outcomes, but equal before God, that kind of thing. So I didn't, I didn't expect her to unpack it in a godly, in a using God terminology, but 
it does get down to some curriculum mm-hmm. questions about, okay, how are we going to do this? Because embedded in, and this is where the vitriol is coming from. So right. we got to get there. We got to address right. it somehow. But how do we address that with parents that are seeing, whether it's critical race theory or the new curriculum is called uh, wit and wisdom. Right. That's it's nuanced. Um, is it, can you go there and say, okay, this exactly is it's, uh, I'm not that deep into it, so maybe mm-hmm. you have more insight. Yeah. But it's it's nuanced towards some things. It's like oh, that's wrong headed for sure. Exactly. Um, concerns. Uh, I've definitely done some research, and what I've seen is like, okay, I get mm-hmm. what's going on here. Um, I can understand the vitriol, right? But we got to not have it and and do it in the right way. I guess exactly. what I'm trying to say. And so, mm-hmm. how to? What have you seen that's been effective and? Is there any, uh, I don't know, coaching you can give to the Christian community on this? You know, I, uh, I heard a man uh, talk to, he's actually a, a famous uh, pastor uh, many, many years ago. His name was W.A. Criswell. Oh, yeah. W.A. Criswell was trying to address some real sad drift from the Word of God in the Southern Baptist Convention. This was in the mid-1980s. Mm-hmm. And he had to say some hard things, but the way in which he said it is probably the perfect display of how to handle something like this. Okay. And what he did is he said the truth, but the way in which he said it was not angry. It actually was, it was visible all over him that it was a heart of sorrow, that he was brokenhearted, yeah. that they were in the circumstance they were in, and also trying to help them understand you're going to stand before a holy God. And what I want you to do is be pure and blameless when you stand before him. Oh, man, I want to cool. help you, you yeah. know? And in reality, that has always been the heart attitude of the church. Yeah. Whenever, we, whenever we're talking to civil society, yeah. we're, we're reaching in and trying our absolute best yeah. to help out of love, to try to keep them from doing something that, one, will destroy the civil society that they live in, yeah. but then secondly, that will destroy the lives of people. That's perfect. I mean, that is solid gold to say, you know, I'm here. I want to help you not violate this principle. Yes, right? This is right. what God's word says. Right. And we need to protect in our, the case that I've been kind of hammering is we need to protect the innocence of our kids. Mm-hmm. I want to help you to, to do that. Or right. what Jesus said, you know, if you cause one of these little ones who love me to stumble, mm-hmm. it'd be better to have a right. millstone wrapped around your neck and be cast to the bottom of the sea. That's been my mantra. And the picture of being, I've, I stood in Capernaum and I've seen the Sea of Galilee and I saw that millstone and it's wide and it's tall, five feet tall, probably two feet wide, has a hole in it about the size of a, you could probably pass a golf ball, uh, a, a bowling ball through it. Wow. But the rest of it's stone. This uh-huh. is not a flotation device. <laughs> the, right. The metaphor is powerful. Right. I mean, but the, it's almost like the metaphor speaks. And it's like, I want to help you not violate, you know, causing one of these little ones to stumble. So that is a great, uh, great approach. Great thought. That's a great illustration too. And that's the reason why you take, and you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, the curriculum Wit and Wisdom. Yeah. Wit and Wisdom is a program that this is a new iteration of it. And involved in it are certain books that have been around for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them. Now, Ruby Bridges Goes to School is a book that's been read for several decades. It's not a bad book at all. Okay. It's been read in Christian schools okay. and is actually addressing, it's a book that was written by a, uh, 
six-year-old girl about when she, as a young black girl, went to school um, right after desegregation and what she went through. Mm. But the new book, what they've done is they will take the story, but then they emphasize certain parts, and they will actually make in bold letters uh, terrible words, racist slurs, and things like that. And one of the things, there's a historian friend of mine. So just stop real quick. So what they're highlighting is, okay, so see, this is oppressed, oppressor. uh, Exactly. Okay, that's exactly what they're trying to highlight. And and as you delve into what they're aiming at and the whole idea of systemic racism and basically trying to say, look, 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 see, this is really, really uh, how bad it is right now. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily how bad it was back then. The second thing, too, is there's a historian down in Texas who loves to say it this way. All history, no matter the culture, has good, bad, and ugly. Yep, that's true. And what some people do today is only emphasize the ugliest elements and not talk at all about any of the good. And the the reason for it is to try to destroy the entire society by painting it in the worst light possible. Yeah. And we have seen that over and over and over again. If there's any, anything systemic, it's that systemic effort to destroy America. Okay. And so we yeah. have done so much to try to um, build relationships now um, in, in, in races, among the races. I've been listening on, uh, on, on my cell phone to this great book about uh, uh, General Ulysses S. Grant, the things that he went through to try to establish genuine racial equality as he fought hard for the 15th Amendment, also coming on the heels of hundreds of thousands of people who had died to make sure that racism would come to an end. That, you're no kidding. That's, a, that's the thing I always I always go back to. It's like, there's a whole bunch, you know, we don't ever talk about that. Right. We always, You've really articulated something there that's really true. We, we articulate the one, not one, I mean, it's many, but the, 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 uh, the bad, and we'd never talk about all the good. Right. And we're, we're, we've made some huge gains. Now we do. Is it perfect? No. I mean, no. that, and that's where, you know, I, I see equality as we're all equal at the foot of the cross. We are mm-hmm. all equally sinners before almighty God. That's right. Right. Yeah. There's not a white, a brown, a black race. that's higher or lower. We are all, we're either sinners, you know, standing before almighty God. Right. And, uh, or declared righteous by him, but that's only his declaration of, of us. And it's still, we are, we're sinners. Right. And so there's no, no hierarchy there. Um, and that, yeah, that's how I, that's how I see the world. And yet the, there's pockets of people and this curriculum is trying to convince all of our kids that, you know, when they see people say systemic racism, really what they're saying is this, we've got to burn down the whole system. Right. And that's the part where we're going, wait a minute. I, so there's, there's a place where you're, it hits you in the gut. Right. And how to not be vitriol with exactly. that? It's it's yeah. not always easy. People are trying to interact with these these things, yeah. and um, and it's and I'm I'm glad you're here because what you're doing is you're helping us mm-hmm. interact with these things. So well, you know, the, I I have borrowed this so many times. The the famous words of Solomon when he was talking about this, two ways. One, he says, "Answer not a fool according to his folly, okay, lest you become like him." The second verse says. Answer a fool according to his folly, uh, lest he become wise in his own conceit. Oh, wow. So let me, uh, as we talk about this, and I think we have briefly, but let me come at it from a different angle, this go around. So God's given you a a tremendous gift in leadership. 
And involved in that sometimes comes having to confront someone about an issue in their life. Maybe it's someone in the church, maybe it's someone that works for you. Uh, Maybe it's also, it's been, and as a dad, um, sometimes my children, I love them so much. And if all I ever did was speak to my children about the absolute worst aspects of their life and never spoke to them about anything that was good, anything that was constructive. Oh, you just made it so simple. That's exactly it. Well, and that's what's happening in our culture. It's exactly what's happening. Those people that desire to talk about the absolute worst aspects and never talk about the good, one thing you can see is their purpose is destruction, not construction. Right. And a person who is a good father, a good pastor, they reach out and they try to construct. Sometimes that means confront as well. But it's confrontation leading to construction. Yep. That's, and what we have today is people who are critiquing, trying to lead to destruction. Yeah. Well, you're, you've just answered, you've answered the question so brilliantly. So thanks for that. And uh, we, I think we need, to, we need to land this plane if we're going to, we're kind of circling here, but we need to land this one. But, um, you know, one of the things that real quick, uh, who was the guy that you quoted, uh, the pastor at Dallas? Oh, W.A. Chris. Chris Will. Will. So yeah. I've heard him speak a couple of times at Dallas Seminary. Oh, man. He was he was reading right out of the Greek New Testament. And we were all, you know, Greek seminary, you know, right. baby Greek students and going, oh my gosh, this guy is like, he's right under God, you know. Because <laughs> he was reading right out of the Greek text what and a, preaching to us, you know. I was so he's a brilliant guy. He's, yeah. a, he's a brilliant. Yeah. So it's good to hear a, a story. It doesn't surprise me. It's, it's approach. So, well, anyway, you know, in this world, we got to be strong and very courageous. We got to be kind, but we still have to be strong and very courageous. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us.